0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myElementWealth.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone. In a Mississippi Minute That's right Oh yeah, we're rolling in a Mississippi Minute from the Keaton, Mississippi, beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. You can't take the Arkansas out of the man even if he resides on the Florida panhandle with bragging rights of the most beautiful white, powdered, sandy beaches. And when you think of wonderful musicians on 30A, number one is my guest today. Anyone that has ever visited, vacationed, lived, or still lives in paradise, you most likely have seen him perform and left feeling good. Please welcome to In a Mississippi Minute, the king of 30A music scene, Forrest Williams. What's up, Boris? Uh, Thanks for having me, Steve. I got to know, like, what was your day? Did you play last night? You know, take me through a night uh, of Forrest Here. Williams on 30A. All right. Well, we
2: did play last night. There's always something good going on uh, on 30A. We played a, a place called Stinky's Bait Shack last night, believe it or not, <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the best restaurants down here. Uh, it's got just good original um, coastal food, and then uh, but always just a real good vibe. The Bait Shack, um, when you walk in, it 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 really it's just a small room, but there's a uh, there's no way you're going to get out without getting to know everybody and having a good time. And so it's one of my favorite places to play down here right now. But, um, you know, I'll just tell you kind of quick uh, what attracted me to this area. I really kind of was worried leaving Arkansas to get down here and leaving those ark mountains and the hunting and fishing. But I got down here, and you fall in love with uh, the beauty of this area, but it's really the people that uh, that make you want to stay and uh we're lucky enough to get to play for kind of a a rotating crowd throughout mm-hmm. the year and uh man everybody's in a good mood when they're in the be at the beach so most of my job is already done for me when I <laughs> when I show up
1: you know so. I, I love it you know you, you, so a lot of us that live on airplanes and buses uh that we yeah. we chose Nashville and you chose Florida sure. you, I feel like A lot of our pals feel like you're the smartest guy we ever met, (laughs) you know? Oh, yeah. No, because think about it. You've got a new crowd, basically, maybe not every night, but every week. Like, I mean, the world's coming to you. And and, and I got to know, okay, you go from Arkansas to there. Before we talk about all that, I want to talk about growing up in Arkansas, Central Arkansas. You know, my wife's from there, her family, uh, the Nabholzes, yeah. and, and obviously our boy Luke Gordy, yeah. uh, who you've become good friends with, who's like salt of the earth and just what a soulful guy he is, and his wife Donna. Yeah. I just I love him. And so tell me, take me to growing up. I mean, did you grow up playing in church? Uh, were you playing sports? You said you loved to hunt and fish. When did music you start know, to work its way into your being? Well, I'll tell you, you
2: know, My dad um, always made an effort to make sure that we grew up out in the country. He really wanted us to have that outdoors connection with nature and everything. And so he would drive 45 minutes to an hour every day to work down in in Little Rock. He was a civil engineer. And so he worked down uh, right in the center of Little Rock in an office. And, you know, as I've grown older... You know, I really appreciate the sacrifices that he made to mm-hmm. to let us live out in the country, and so we really did grow up um, with the outdoors right at our back door. Um, and so, I, man, every day after school, I was out fishing on this creek that ran behind our place, or hunting. And I sometimes even uh, even before school, if I could get a squirrel hunt in the morning, I would go out there even before I had to catch the bus in junior high and uh so i really we were pretty country in that uh sense but you know i picked up the guitar you know seriously it really caught me at about 14 years old and uh i had a buddy around the campfire show me three chords and i was hooked and um yeah. you know i think it was the combination of growing up in an area where there really wasn't much to do other than hunting and fish and uh and then play music. I mean, it, it caused me to have to put time into something, and I uh, use my imagination. And so, you know, I really just started chipping away at it. I did have an ear for it; like I could I could uh, match melodies with the radio. You know, I'd find a tune that I liked, and I would just take one string at a time and find a melody. And I, I just progressed into, you know, as you spend more time on it, it reveals itself to you. Right. And, you know, you know that on the guitar, and so. You know, I didn't really grow up um, playing in church. We really spent our Sundays going to the lake and water skiing, or hanging out and uh, in in the woods. And um, so it really was just more of a natural connection right. for us as a family. But um, I'm the only one in my family uh, that plays an instrument. There's yeah. nobody else around, so I really it was kind of like reinventing the wheel. Um, I was going to paint the picture of this. We live uh. We lived in a dry county, so there were no places to go. And it's go still really dry,
1: dry by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, still, still dry. And uh, I've, I've got some, I've got some, a few songs that I've written, kind of about that. Uh, but uh, you know, finally along the way, about a mile and a half down the road from where I lived, um, a lawyer found a loophole where he could open a supper club, and for five dollars a year, you could be a member of the Conway Supper Club. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, man, and and I remember that. That that was my first gig was uh, was at the Conway Pepper Club, really, wow. and I, I would go down on college night, which was Wednesday night, and if you can imagine, you had all the blue collar workers, and then all uh, there was three colleges in in Conway, and that was the only place, uh, only watering hole. So, you know, you had this mix of a lot of different kinds of uh, people, and I mean, honestly, it got to where. Every Wednesday night, you just knew there was going to be kind of a a roadhouse throwdown there. Um, you know, people beating each other up and, and drinking and all that, just because you had such a melting pot of of different kind of personalities showing up there. But it was a good place to cut your teeth on playing. Um, I was scared to death. I really was shy growing up, um, so it took a lot for me to ever get the nerve to uh, to do to do that. But I, I really I had to go off to the Army to kind of get a, come back with the confidence to be able to, to do that. But um, Arkansas is a great place to grow up. There are great people there. You know, the thing that I'll say is, um, you know, a handshake means something. And, you know, this coming from, you know, with Mississippi is the same way. You've got right. hardworking people that uh, they're just good people. And um, it's one thing that I really do love about my roots is having that kind of instilled in me. And I think it's that work ethic that's really allowed me to, to be
1: successful down here on the coast. You know, I love it. We're so, talking to Forrest Williams. Well, there's no doubt about that. You're, just your voice and your style and the ease of listening and, and the comfort and, and the storytelling. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah. But do you think Arkansas, so I always felt like Mississippi for me, there were all these angles of genres that were coming at me right and you had the same thing in arkansas so yeah. you may have the band and levon helm but but sure. then you have charlie rich you know glenn yeah. campbell and and the list goes yeah. on so do you feel like that that helped you or do you feel like it took you a while to find yourself with all of those influences
2: i'll tell you what that there's so much truth in that and um, i think the biggest struggle as a musician and I'll say even uh, my generation and before, was you really did have to find a place that you fit. And I think nowadays it's evolved to where you really, you know, you listen to country nowadays, and it's everything from soul with uh, Tennessee whiskey, you know, uh, out there versus really, really rocking, harder-edged stuff that, you know, really doesn't classify as what classic country would be, but it's still you know, so much more edgy now, but you're seeing everything melt together nowadays. And um, back growing up, I really had a hard time with that because I did grow up in a house where we had literally everything from James Brown to James Taylor on.
0: Right. And, um,
2: you, you know, I, I loved so many different kinds of music growing up. And um, that does come together in my writing because I feel like I'm, I've always been all over the place when I write. I've got a lot of music that's... Soul and kind of groove-based, and then I've got stuff with storytelling and um, more country and folk and, you know, everything in between. So it's it's actually great that we're in a time where you can kind of be free to do that right. and probably find more avenues to get that music out than ever before. So that's a, that's a real plus. The thing I like about the old school is that I feel like the business side of it wasn't so in your face, and I feel like you got a little more identity in the music back then. I feel like there were a lot of unique artists um, that you, you know, I always tell people, old radio, you can listen to two or three bars of music um, or measures of music, and you immediately know that's a Rolling Stones song, or that was the Eagles, or, you know, the identity is in the music there. And I feel like that uh, when I when I go to write a song, I try, I'm try. i trying to learn how to find that identity in my music because I feel like sometimes
1: that, that's missing a little bit nowadays. We're talking to Forrest Williams, the maestro. I'm coming to you straight from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute on Supertalk.
0: I'm it, it. i it right. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: rolling with you right now. An entire Mississippi Minute in Keep Mississippi beautiful studios. love to see our grounds outside and our towns and cities uh, free of litter. So uh, make sure you uh, continue to do your part. We appreciate you. I'm Steve Azar. I am with The Man, The Music, and if, if uh, anybody says, hey, you've been to 30A Florida, then you know Forrest Williams. What um, a, a what a re- reputation, and a rapport you have with all the people that come and they leave feeling good, and I feel like you sort of own it, and I know you probably don't feel that way, but you know for somebody like I was talking to Luke and Gordy and he said, and I said, no Luke, I know this. I know all about it, and your buddy Brian Kennedy, I love Brian, and I had a great conversation oh, uh, yeah. with him as well. so you guys are having a lot of fun. Tell me this, where do you go if you leave paradise, right? And you're not playing music. Where do you and your wife and where do y'all go? You know,
2: we do live in such a beautiful area, and it really, every vacation we ever take, you know, when you pull back over, you come over the 331 bridge back onto kind of the, the what I call our island down here that we live on, and it always feels good. Um, usually the sun's breaking through the clouds right as you're coming over and you're going, okay, we're, you know, we're where we're supposed to be. Yeah. But I like to go somewhere that's kind of um, the flip side. Like I like to go to the mountains or a couple of times, we've got some really good friends that live actually out on the west coast um, up in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And um, we, you know, every couple of years we'll fly out and go visit them and just get up uh, in a different atmosphere. And, it's, you know, that's a beautiful side of the country also. So I like to kind of go see something different just to get inspired. And, um, you know, but i tell you what, as far as being a musician um, and, you know, it's on a small level as far as I'm not out there really chasing the big dream of being a a big star or anything. I've always just loved doing what I do. That's
1: because you're Um, living the dream. Yeah, just FY. That,
2: well, I, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, one thing that just kind of hit me, and I think part of it was just a lack of confidence uh, growing up. You know, it's just been a long journey for me to kind of get out there and really have the nerve to play my own songs in front of everybody. So I'm kind of a late bloomer in that. But just having uh, being in a place where, I'll tell you this, the locals where we live specifically truly want to hear your music, which is very rare as, a, as an artist that's not known you know, nationwide or worldwide, it's very rare to find a pocket where people aren't, you know, yelling, you know, play Skinner or something like that. Oh, my God, I know. That's nothing good, but we've all been through it, you know, and so (laughs) to to be in a place where they truly want to sing your songs with you or hear your stuff is very unique, and uh, the coast, the Emerald Coast, where we live, is just really special. It's I call it a small but mighty scene down here because there's so many good musicians that live in a, within probably about a 30-mile range right here. And, and um, you know, to give credit to some of the other guys around here, um, there's a band called Dread Clampett that's been down here for years, and uh, they're actual local boys. But, you know, I was so inspired to come to an area uh, and actually be around other musicians that were uh, inspiring and playing and, and uh, putting their heart in the music. So there's such a great collective that makes everybody around here as a musician grow. You've got, um, fans that truly love the music and want to come out night after night and support, which is right. very amazing. Um, and those are your locals who are just fantastic, um, music lovers. They're educated. They love, they love good music all around. And so you've got that built in, but then the turnover is so great down here. And then you're also, uh, being inspired by the other musicians that are down here as well. So. It really is just kind of this perfect growing situation for a right.
1: musician or an artist. The fact that all of these <laughs> songwriters that I know who have done such great things and are pals of mine, they always have talked about, we're going to the 30 Day Music Festival, we're going to play, and all that. And that's you. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you don't need to, I love the fact that you downplay it. And I love, I'm going to reiterate the fact that, um, this is me, Steve Azar, the life coach, making you feel really good about yourself because, because <laughs> the truth is that we all love to come there and we all love what you're yeah. doing and you're young. You're not, a, you're not, a, you're not, you're not in Branson. You've created your own youthful yeah. Branson <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's pretty cool, man. I, I love it. All right. Now we got to talk about, I want to talk about your bride because she's in the band okay. with you. There's, there's three of you guys yeah. in the band. The one I saw you, there was just three or maybe four, yeah, three yeah. piece, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's she's playing keys drum. and singing. Yeah. So yeah. how'd you guys meet?
2: Oh man. Um, now her family is a complete opposite as far as everybody in her family is, they're so talented. They, they were all, um, all of her, even cousins, they all had their own family bands and they grew up doing Southern gospel and tra- uh, traveling their whole lives. So my wife, from six months of age to 25 years old grew up living literally on a coach bus playing music her whole life yeah. she'd never lived in a house till she met me and so you're talking about just surrounded by music and um i tell people when i'm when i did meet her you know i tried to woo her with my best love song and uh you know she was very unimpressed and <laughs> and i was like man that's the best i've got and uh <laughs> And I, later on I went and met her family and saw them play music. I was like, man, no wonder I, you know I, I I don't even come close compared to these guys. So she really did grow up in a talented family where everybody sang and played an instrument, and I, I think it really is one of the reasons why she's so good. for For the listeners, she plays keyboard, yeah, uh, and and key bass. So she's kind of doing two things at once there and singing. Um,
1: she get double and she, pay. You, know, you get to pay her double. <laughs> oh, I, I probably. Believe me,
2: there's, like my dad said, there's no free lunches. So you're going to pay uh, one way or the other. You know, I'm either taking her out for a good dinner, uh, you know, all the time, or doing something to, to to pay for it. But you know, she is super talented, and really, she's the reason why we're able to be a three piece. And uh, you know, now Josh is our drummer, and he's really good. He actually somebody spent time in Nashville for a while. Um, but just really, you know, everybody in the band, ensemble, and and sweet. And it really, for a performer that, you know, did have to kind of gain confidence to get up there over the years, I will tell you, it's so nice to be on stage with other musicians that are smiling back at you and believe in what you're doing, because you really do get strength from the people around you, whatever the facet it is in life. And so to me, you know, like I think anybody that understands this, you really are only as good as as uh, the whole team, and um, the smartest thing you can do is surround yourself with strong people in life. So, I, I've managed to do that somehow, and my wife is definitely a, a a place of strength for me. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, if you were in the doghouse, you're out now. That's good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm doing everything I can. To
1: <laughs> hey, you know you'll love this though. I, I now I know why my father in law who I always questioned why would you let the long haired, which probably was a, a form of a mullet, although I still tend to argue that my version was oh, yeah, a little yeah. different. But why would you let with with? Okay, if if there's ten out of ten things that make the ultimate people and human beings, yeah. they have nine of them. But if they can't even sing in the shower, none of them. It's my my family. My in-laws and my well, my mother-in-law okay, but you should hear the sisters. You just want to go no. <laughs> so no, so no. so I think that when I did the song thing to my wife, it was like, and I was still in the learning process as well. Now I know yeah. why. Thank goodness they weren't like your wife's family, or I would have never yeah. gotten a second shot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that have been it. Uh, well, I, I had to get creative. I'll tell you that. You know, yeah, so we met. She she would come into town. And I actually at the time was teaching guitar lessons at a music store that her, uh, you know, relatives her cousin and his family owned that. And he and I would do acoustic shows together. And he, uh, he asked me to come down and start teaching. And I would teach like the beginning to intermediate level students because I really wasn't a learned musician. I, I really had just kind of figured this stuff along the way. So I would teach kind of the beginning students. And uh, my wife, Daryl, Lived right across, or, uh, she worked right across the street in a bridal store for wedding stuff like that. So, you know, she would come over and, and uh, believe it or not, I was telling somebody last night that uh, that she actually asked me out, and uh, and I I really wasn't paying attention and kind of just wasn't thinking about things at the time, and uh, so finally the light came on and and we went out, and uh, you know the first. I think the first date, I went and actually listened to them sing, and that's when I realized that I was in trouble. Uh, and then, two, the second date, we went out bowling, and on the way to the bowling alley, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to take it easy on her. I don't, I don't want to beat her too bad here, you know. And we get there, and she pops the trunk, and she's got her own bowling shoes and her own bowling ball, and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, and she, she she commenced to whoop me uh, at bowling all night, and I'm like, you know, I was intrigued. By this point, I was like, "Man, I got to step up my game here. I'm I'm losing twice in a row now, and I
1: don't know what I'm I don't know what I have left in the bag to win over with." You know? I love and it. So, all right, Forrest, yeah. you get to play DJ now. I know Arkansas, some music history. I know I know the I know the whole gamut, and I'm in. I'm all in. But. Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. It's on the signs when you come into our state. That's the first thing you see. So you get to play DJ. So would you like to hear some Jimmy Buffett or Ike Turner?
2: Oh, man, both of them. Let me hear some Ike Turner.
1: I love that. We're going to get funky with that. We're with the king of 30A. I can't wait to come. uh, Since we're a day late on the interview, Uh, he owes me a meal and a cocktail and you're in a mess of a minute with <laughs> <did>. Force Williams <laughs>
2: everybody in my going to take a little, little. Move on, and
0: Know what's happening with your Ole Miss Rebels? Get insights and analysis from Brian Scott Rippey and Colin Brister on each episode of the Rebel Report Podcast. You'll get the inside track on Ole Miss athletics. The Rebel Report Podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Rebel Report on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Rebel Report Podcast from Supertalk, Mississippi. Better than finding an open parking spot on the square.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dawkins and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I wake up. Coming to you straight from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute on Super Talk. My guest today, Forrest Williams, grown up in Central Arkansas, now residing on 30A in uh, that beautiful paradise uh, we call the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, I know, I know. He knows what how long it takes to get a good story out. So it takes us an hour. And I'm sure in Arkansas <laughs> an Arkansas Minute is very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Boris, so... We, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was going
1: to say, we don't have a problem talking. <laughs> we, <laughs> we sure don't. We always have something to say. Hey, it's, it's, uh, I say this, I've said this a number of times to my listeners and go, okay, you already told me. But as I gain new listeners, I'm thinking that this is going to be new for them. But uh, it's so funny. I was just in Oxford and then just in Corinth we love your music steve we you don 't understand we love it, we love it so much, but we like your radio show more, and I said, this is not good <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> it's not good, oh my gosh i don 't know what to do We're, i mean but anyway it's it 's a blessing that people uh, allow me to to enter their cars in their speakers their speakers uh, and work yeah. and in their earbuds and all that when they 're running or whatever they 're doing. Uh, it's pretty, it's, I'm having a great time. And, and the great part of this is I get to know my friends, better people that I really don't know, but I've known you from a distance and appreciated what you do. So after our conversation, it's going to be like, we've got 10 years under our belt. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. So tell me this, uh, give me what's the busy, does it ever get unbusy? Like, is it like, is it more in the spring, summer, or does the winter, do you get take a little off, or are you working one day rather than six, or do you work six days a week, ever?
2: I, t- I tell you what, you know, we've changed a lot, Our, you know, the way we do things now. When we first got down here, I'll just tell you, we've been here 14 years, and in the beginning, it, I mean, in that time span, it's changed so much down here. It really has become more year-round traffic here, and, um, you know, it slows a little bit, but you really... Uh, from, from where we're at right now, March on through September, you know, you really have your spring breakers and uh, and then summertime um, guests down here. And the truth is, it used to just be that, and then it would really drop off, and we kind of, you know, you saved all summer so you could make it through the winter here. And it really, along the way, has gotten to where now people realize how really the best time to come down here. It is October, November, and December. It's beautiful, and it still feels great. And so you really get a lot of people coming down now year-round. The okay. other big thing, and, and you kind of hinted to it earlier, um, we have a really growing songwriter festival that happens in January. I think it's the third week uh, weekend in, in January. But it really has grown to be a nice, um, legitimate festival that, a lot of big artists uh, from Jackson Brown, uh, Graham Nash, um, you know, John Prime, a lot of really big names mm-hmm. that headlined it. And so it's, you know, it is a year-round thing now. What we kind of decided to do, because in the beginning, we used to play as many gigs as we could fit in, even even doubles sometimes in a day. And, you know, along the way, you realize you only have so much in your tank as a singer, uh, before your voice is worn out, and before mm-hmm. you're just physically worn out, and I just I was like, you know, why not do a few less shows, but really have the energy to win people over, and and put on a better show, um, and and just not be so worn out by the end of the week. And so we do about four shows a week, and that's about all we really want to do. And but it allows us to have a little more energy and for each show, and I uh, and and that's the deal. The other thing I realized, um, I came down and there were so many bands kind of doing the same format of uh, being kind of a beachy uh, thing, which is great, because people come down here and they do want to hear uh, Jimmy Buffett and all and, and that kind of stuff on vacation, but that was already being done, and I said, you know, why don't we, for one, I started saying, if I want, if I want a certain style of song, why don't I take the time to try to write something of my own that fits that?
1: Exactly. And then
2: two, you know, that way I have my own identity in it. But two, um, pick some of the songs that nobody's doing that are still really good songs. So, you know, to me, it's always fun to find a song that's uh, either a throwback song or kind of a one hit wonder kind of song that people forget about. But when you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, man, I love that. And so uh, we started trying to take a little bit of stuff like that. But we really I was like, you know, people save up to come down here for one week out of the year. All they really want to do is have a good time. They don't want to overthink it. They just really want to have a great time and, and uh, kind of forget forget about life for a little bit. Right. And I think that's what the beach, beach does for you, and good music does that for you. So for for a three-hour period, I get to kind of take people on a ride and let them forget about their troubles. you know. And, and to me, that's a great thing to be able to do. So,
1: talking to Forrest Williams. Yeah. Forrest, they say it's down, something's in the water where we grew up but something's on the beach what have you ever thought about how white and powdery the sand is i mean you go to the east coast it's just i mean i I like being on the east coast but I don't like being on the... After you've been spoiled on the beaches, I mean, where we grew up oh, going man. on vacation in the back of the station yeah. wagon with five kids oh, yeah. and two parents, I was in the very back with those yeah. fold-up seats and, you know, yeah. you know, going and eating uh, deviled ham and, and, and Vienna sausages yeah. with mustard. I was the best... I still think there's oh, the best man. meals on the beach. But what do you think... What's the... Do we know exact um, uh, reason for the powdered sand and the color?
2: I think it's the... Um, gosh, I, I'm trying to think whether it's the the coral or uh, what. Is it? I don't know whether it's the quartz or coral that basically has been crushed and just spills out in here. And I'll tell you this: what's what's really interesting about that. I actually, being from Arkansas, I love going kind of inland. There's there's a river system called the Choctawhatchee mm-hmm. that spills into uh, the bay right right by where we live. And if you go up on any of the the little creeks and rivers, the sand even there is crystal white. It's beautiful. And so it's not even just uh, the beach. It's everything back up around there. It's just beautiful. We have a lot of dune lakes. And, of course, obviously I don't know uh, as much as I need to about the science of that. But I will tell you, and you know this from coming down here, the minute you start, it's almost like you get... um, you know, twenty miles even north of where we're at, you start kind of almost smelling that salt air, and the the, the hair on your arm starts raising because you know you're almost there, and you, you just you just see it when people get here, they they kind of just jump out of the car and take off running for the beach, and it's it's really awesome to see people, um, you know, kind of let let go of their inhibitions and and just completely immerse themselves in the atmosphere. It is special and it's healing. It's it's such a good place to be, and I uh, you know, gosh, we're lucky enough to be. We live about five minutes from it, so it's just a, a good life.
1: That's just a shame, and, you know. You, will, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. You wake up.
1: You ought to be. You I, ought to be just like. You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
2: <laughs> I am, I, and I tell you what, but I, I will say this: the one thing that is so different from anywhere else I've lived is, you ask any local. You know, you go, hey, how's it going? And and their response nine times out of ten is, oh, it's great. I'm living the dream, and it's true. I mean, like anybody who lives here, even, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do for a living. It's a little better when you grow, when you're doing it by the beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Forrest, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna slip into a break. Uh, we'll play a little okay. of your music and uh, get everybody in the spirit of coming to see you on 30A. Uh, We're with Forrest Williams. We're rolling with you right now. An entire Mississippi minute. You're in the Keep Mississippi beautiful studios. Boom shakalaka. We'll be right
0: back. Gonna take love, change the world. Gonna take love, change the world. Gonna take love, love change the world. the news doesn't sleep and neither do we fox news radio late breaking up to the minute from around the world around the clock here on super talk mississippi whether you're a rebel a bulldog a golden eagle or just a sports fan super talk mississippi has got a podcast for you for you Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I get the ball.
1: We're rolling together, you and me, right here the in Mississippi, beautiful studios. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with fabulous Forrest Williams. He gets a hashtag fabulous with me. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming to visit. Did you grow up a Razorback fan at all?
2: I did. You know, I was telling uh, my wife the other night, I said, you know, I think I was getting heated over watching something on TV, you know. <laughs> uh, and and I said, you know, my dad finally had to quit watching college basketball because i said he was such a fan of the hogs um and i said he would get so worked up over a game you know and like any any sports team they go through their good good spells and then they go through their bad but you know there were some times when uh when arkansas had some really hot oh yeah, um, yeah. years you know and and i think he was just you know it, and he would get stressed out over it and we used to laugh at him because he was just such a fan and uh so I did grow up loving that, and, you know, both my, my father and my sister uh, got their college degree uh, at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, so I, I was born up in Fayetteville, and we lived right outside in Farmington for a little bit, and then eventually moved down to Conway right. in central Arkansas, so we definitely have roots up there. and. Um, it's a it's a beautiful area. But probably one of my favorite parts of,
1: of the state is the northwest. Part. Oh, it's just it's. I mean, what the Waltons are doing now in Bentonville, yeah, and and the energy yeah. they've created for others to do it. Uh, There's so whole bright yeah. water. Our daughter's all into. Uh, I guess my, my point is we're gonna be we're gonna have free time. We'll eventually get to you guys. We won't have any excuses. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the greatest excuse in the world has been getting to watch them grow up, and and leaving Nashville oh, okay. and coming home allowed me yeah. to finally do that. And I mean, there were days when I was gone 300 days a year, you know, living in a tube yeah, on a, with yeah, wheels like your yeah. your wife did growing up, and it's yeah. you miss everything. And uh, and I I, yeah. I hope I was able to catch up and make a difference in their lives. But the point is, we are going to be a little freer, and uh, and so uh, you guys may go. I wish that Azar guy and his wife would li- well, his wife should no. stay, but I wish he'd leave. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> you got you got to get over here and uh, bring that guitar with oh, you. Oh, I will, and some golf clubs and. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. We and, are. Uh, like I said, definitely shout out to Luke Gordy. He, Luke uh, and Donna are fantastic. They they come out and support the music around here, and uh, just really good people. Yeah, but they, they're the ones that that turned me on to, to you. So yeah, thank you so much, Luke, Luke and Donna.
1: Luke, we love yeah. you. We love you, and we can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to be there, and Donna, of course. All right, uh, yeah. the Hurricanes. I think about oh, you guys man. often, and I know that we've had our share yeah. and, uh, down on the coast, our coastal. But obviously yeah. it was a little east of you guys, uh, but not far. Yeah. So how yeah, has how's no, the really sort close. of just the comeback been and the morale well, and just you all know, that? I was
2: listening to a program the other day, and, and what they were talking about is, you know, we really do live in a time that, that you know, today's news is literally today's news. It's, it's there and gone because whatever the next thing is kind of um, – you know, takes precedence. And, and that, that's just the way it is. But this last hurricane really was uh, really damaging. And, and, you know, after we came back, we actually went over uh, to Hattiesburg, um, Mississippi, and stayed um, while it was happening. Cause I just really wanted to get out of the path of it. And when we came back, we were lucky, you know, it didn't hit us, but I, I went over actually with Ryan Kennedy that you've had, had on your show before. Yeah. He and I took our chainsaws and went over to really see what the damage was, and it was unbelievable. Mm. It, it, all I could say is it's kind of like somebody took a, a bush hog at like about 25 feet up in the air and cut every single tree down and just mowed the whole place down. It was uh, just complete devastation, and it, it's really sad to see that happen to a community that's really been there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But on the positive. It was amazing to see how much your local people jumped in and started getting over there and really helping clean up, bring food, and uh, first aid kind of to everybody around there. And it just uh, shines a light on how fantastic this coastal area is. The people, and, I, and I'll say this, you have very educated hardworking people that know I mean one thing I'll say you live in a, commu- a coastal community that does they do events all the time there's always something going on around here that's a benefit connected event so these people are efficient about getting together and organizing and making things happen quick and uh, you really saw that happen um, with with our area and it's and it's that that goes across Mississippi yeah. Texas everywhere I've got relatives over there that have been hit in uh in southeast texas and uh and you really see these communities come together and work hard to help each other and it's to me it's uh gives you hope of humanity when right you
1: so and and listen that's and the silver lining that's the silver lining and the bottom line is the likes of a brian kennedy and a forrest williams getting their chainsaws out i love that oh man that is the that is the beauty of it all, and yeah. when things go awry, awry, array, whichever yeah. you say it, when things really get yeah. tough and uh, such devastation, the one positive is you get to see great people do great things. Yeah. Good people Let's do great things. Forrest Williams, yeah. I can't thank you enough for uh, for taking the time to, out of your day and and, and from your bride and uh, and from those sandy beaches uh, to spend time with me.
2: Well, you guys come see us, and uh, man, thank you for taking the time to, to include us, so I'm looking forward to some time on the beach with you and, and uh, just nothing but good times, good people, and good food. So uh, tell everybody to come over and see
1: us. I'm going to do some sit-ups and push-ups right now, so I'll, I'll at least <coughs> I, I won't show my age. I appreciate it with me with Forrest <laughs> Williams. and Steve Azar. You've been in the Mississippi Minute. Let's keep Mississippi beautiful right here on Super Talk FM. Woo! We love like you. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi ah! media production.